guys, welcome back to another episode of the Indie Popsicle. It's your host, Carissa, and you know on the show I like to talk about good tunes, good food, and good reads. Because honestly, what else is there to life? On this episode, I'll be interviewing Jacksonville singer-songwriter John Alaska. He released a single early in February called Wall of Sound, and you'll be able to find out more about that and his music-making process in this interview. So stay tuned. Hi, my name is John Alaska. I'm a writer, singer, designer, and so-called free thinker from Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you, John, for coming over and yeah, of joining me on the show today. So you just came out with your latest single, Wall of Sound. That's been out for like 10 days now, a couple Something weeks? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, okay. How long have you been working on the song? Um, so that song's kind of funny. I had written a a different song called Call Me When You're Done, I'm Waiting, and that was before the pandemic. And I had played it at a show once, and then I kind of forgot about it. Um, And I keep all the music I write. It's either on my phone or in my piano bench. I just have, like, a stack of paper, like, all the way back to, like, high school. Oh, nice. and I was just going through it, looking for material, and I found that song, and I really liked the verses. Um, and so I thought, you know, let me use those. But I really found the song kind of like harsh and narcissistic in a way, kind of just like, I had gone through a, a string of bad, if you want to call them relationships, and um, I was just like, screw everybody, you know, like, I'm right, they're wrong, yada yada. Duh. Um, Duh. (laughs) And I mean, that is somewhat of, like, a healthy coping mechanism that everybody has, but um, I was looking back at it, and I was just like, oh, like, I really wasn't always right. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, let me take those verses and sort of write the rest of the song a few years later, knowing maybe a little bit more, um, you know with some more self-awareness, perhaps. That's good. So, like, a little bit of reflection upon previous experiences. Sure, yeah. And, I mean, definitely um, it was good that none of those relationships <laughs> progressed. Yeah, um, in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was seeing this girl, and she told me that I think too much, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, I do. But that's, like, a, a good thing. And so I was thinking about the thinking oh, and <laughs> writing the song about the thinking. The thinking and so uh, that was kind of funny nice yeah always overthinking i liked the little um playlist you put together for the inspiration oh yeah thank you sound. yeah i um was sort of inspired by the music i grew up with i grew up with luckily like my parents had really good music taste and so blessed um my like phil collins was always in the car Genesis, always in the car, which Phil Collins was in. Um, Depeche Mode, always in the car. Oh, wow. Duran Duran. Like, oh, so I grew classic. up. Yeah, and to some extent, that's just 96.1 The Eagle. But um, <laughs> but it, but I, I was lucky that, you know, I was exposed to really good 80s and new wave music. And um, I was just kind of thinking about, you know, that's the music all my friends listen to, among many other things, but it's weird that that was the music my mom also listened to when she was in college and high school. Um, And it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make 
music inspired by my mom's music taste, but for my friends. And I thought that was fun. That's so cool. Yeah, because you like phrased it almost as like making the music my parents listen to for my friends. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cute. I liked yeah. that a lot. I found myself in the same situation a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like my mom's like, oh, you like listening to this? And it was like the cranberries. And I was like, yeah, I know, <laughs> zombie. And that was it yeah. at the time. And then she's like, this, I also listen to... Spinnaker Radio Core. Spinnaker, Ra- <laughs> Spinnaker Radio, I'm not going to lie. They broadened my music horizons because unfortunately, it was Christian FM blasting in the mm. car all the time growing up. So... Not that that's bad, but not a lot of exposure to other yeah. things. Like, I could count on my hands the songs I remember that, like, were secular music. And my dad showed me some of them. And some of them were, the, like, the strangest choices. Like, Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. Okay. One of them. We were, like, weeding one day in the front yard. And he was like, you'll like this. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I did. That, like, a Band of Horses song. Okay. Yeah. Very random yeah, picks. Yeah. But my mom was also a Duran Duran fan. I, yeah, so. I feel like every mom is obligated to be they have to. a Duran Duran fan. Right. It's like the one direction of their day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. naturally. But I know, I think we have similar taste in music. At least from, I remember when I walked into your office that one time, he had some music playing, and I was like, Faye Webster. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I feel like... Not that I have any sort of pretense or notion of being famous or going viral or whatever, but um, <laughs> I think Faye Webster does give a lot of like indie musicians a lot of hope that they can also make it because she, you know, from Atlanta, yeah. you know, she's very, you know, my friend Baylor lives in Atlanta and he sees her around and it's no just, way. yeah, and it's just very, you know, that's cool. And that's like, okay, if they could do that, people like Bobby Kidd and Teal Peel, you know, they can all wow. do that too. Oh, so she, I didn't realize she's, well, I guess they all started small, but like, she's still very much just regular person, you know, listeners, I'm doing air quotes, you know, yeah. walking around. Yeah. I mean, I don't know such. her, but I would assume so, <laughs> you know. Nice. Yeah. Her Angel Olsen. Yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. Love, Love her. Angel Olsen. But very, very good choices. Um, and you produce, or Taylor helped you produce this song, right? Or. Yeah. Okay. So typically, um. Depending on the way I write the song, sometimes I'll come in with a melody from like piano or guitar. Um, but we started Wall of Sound just with no music and like a scratch melody I oh. have written. And then um, I kind of had an idea for what I wanted each section to be. And so we sort of just sat down and went through synthesizers and drums and things like that and tried to. Um, Get that all figured out. We did it over two sessions. Oh, wow. So, Is that fast, typically? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, it's kind of a... It's 2.14, so it's not the longest song ever. Um, but each song's kind of different. Mary, my song Mary, was pretty quick. Um, Portrait of 21 took a while to get... That was the first, <laughs> like, pop-oriented song I made, so it just took a while to figure out what that sound was. Um, but I try to go in with... An idea, and he gets a very similar playlist to the one that was put out of an annotated look. I like these sounds and the sound. Oh, and okay. Sound. Just because so, it makes it easier and quicker and right. Know. So he gets like the little scrapbook of like yeah. this is what you're going for. Yeah, and then is like a wizard when it comes to he's, making music. He's really good. We the first 
session, maybe we were there for two hours and um, we had gone through the synthesizer and the melody. Uh, and then I got home and he like shot me something with some like drums and guitars on it. And I was just like, Taylor, this is insane. Um, and then I played it for my roommate and she was like, this sounds like Taylor Swift, like 1989. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're not done with it yet. But um, we were definitely, yeah, he's very, very talented at what he does. There's a, like, there's definitely, like, a pattern. You could tell, like, oh, Taylor Neal has touched this song. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very whimsical, but very... Is is it called a steel guitar, I think, that's, like, used in a lot of, like... It's, like, I think it just sounds very twinkly, like... Yeah, so okay. there's um, Landon Gay, who goes by the stage name of Howdy. Yes, yes. Does pedal steel. steel oh, okay. Um, and then... Um, but Taylor, I think for fun, makes a lot of ambient music. And so I feel like right. a lot of his stuff is very atmospheric, especially when we work together. I get told all the time that it sounds like, like it could be in that like end of the 80s movie or something. Yes, Which yes. is not at all like the intention of what we go into it with. But it's not like a bad thing at no. all. Um, and so I, and I think that's just because he's very good at sort of matching whatever cinematic universe the lyrics are in with the sound. Uh, and he also like takes very good attention to the lyrics and asking me what they mean. And we go sort of back and forth on what to emphasize in the melody and sort of making things very copacetic and cohesive. Um, and it's a really fun process. That's really cool. So you, I, you said earlier how like you have a stack of papers, like mm -hmm. a stack of music. I want to say you're the first guest that I've had that at least I said like still writing music on paper. I, I mean, I'm sure lots of people do but yeah. so you like hold on to those things from like high school and stuff like that yeah yeah and it kind of depends like I definitely the notes app is uh, a yes. big thing just because <laughs> I can't always I really like to write music when I'm driving it's a really bad habit so I just put the voice memos on um and you're Floridian yeah okay. and I just like so this is why sing. we're bad drivers well I just sing <laughs> while I'm driving I'm not typing mind you um but I think it's just because I'm distracted and it just my brain can run free um, but I do like pen and paper, um, and you know, there's something still about that, but yeah, I have like all my papers in a folder and my piano bench, and that's like the one thing I grab if there's a fire <laughs> or something, but, and it's nice to be able to go back, if nothing else, but to see your progression. Yeah. Um, like I'm very lucky I did not have the means to put out music in high school because it would have been horrible. Yeah. And then um, it's out there forever, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But um, like the chorus of Portrait of 21, I wrote when I was in high school. And that was like something I found. Um, and so it's nice to like go back and like find that stuff. Okay. Because even if an entire song isn't good, there's like some good lines, some yeah, good observations. Yeah, bits and pieces. Yeah. So you wrote that before you were 21, Portrait yes. of 21. Yeah, at least the I want what I can't have part. Ah, uh, um, makes which sense now. nothing's changed. <laughs> Very cool. Um... So how long have you been, so you play piano, you play guitar. How long have you been doing that? Um, so like when I was growing up, I couldn't really settle on just one instrument to learn. So I was in piano and guitar lessons. And then for a little bit, I was in drum lessons. Oh, um, nice. And so I would say I played the piano the best out of any of the instruments. Uh, guitar, I can like get around on, but it's not something I would ever like go up on yeah and suggest that I am an aficionado of um but right when the pandemic happened um 
I got my STEMI and I bought an upright, <laughs> I bought an upright piano for my apartment just cause I could. Um, and so that got me like back into that and you know, sort of the muscle memory of all of it. Yeah. Um, it's nice just to have, so if nothing else, I can be in key when I <laughs> send stuff over. Um, but I will be playing some of the piano at the show on oh, nice. March 5th. And I, when I played the literary festival as well, I played some piano as well. So That's cool. By the way, concert at the Walrus, March 5th. Yeah. Pastel Palms and John Alaska. See that segue? I <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's when you know they've worked in communication. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell the press real quick. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess while we're segueing, I'm going to segue into something. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, pre-recording, but right now, food, mm-hmm. another one of your hobbies, interests. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like any go-to cooking music that you normally put on? I like to listen. <laughs> um, it depends. I do like to listen to like trap when I'm cooking. Really? Um, or like rap in general I yeah. don't know. um or jazz is always a good one um I, I guess it kind of just depends on the mood Whatever I'm trying to get into keeps you grounded in the kitchen um, before he was kind of canceled I loved listening to Travis Scott <laughs> when I was cooking um there's I forget the name of the Brockhampton song, but he has I feel like Ratatouille when I'm whipping the cheddar. <laughs> Whatever so song that that yes. is, that's a great cooking song. Uh, Raph Simmons, great cooking song. <laughs> uh, uh, or I think it's just called Raph. Um, but um, regardless, yeah. And then um, ambient music's always good, like Mark Garson, um, Plantasia. Can't go wrong. Oh. True. Got to keep all. The, are you a are you a plant person? I try to be. Okay. I've as you get older, I think everybody figures out their threshold of what kind of plants they can have. Yeah. And not have. I just can't have like an intensive plant. Okay. So the what are they called? Like the monosaur, the the one, the green ones that everyone has, the big leaves. Yeah. I forget the name of them. As long as I can just water it once a week. Oh, okay. That's fine. So just I, like I can nice remember to do that. Plant. But anything, like, that we had this plant, and it needed to be watered every other day. And it would look like it was dying. That's too much. Too Unless dramatic. you water... Yeah. Get a job. And so... <laughs> You're not paying rent. Yeah, for real. For real. And so that got the boot really quick. Um, but overall, I'm pretty good at plants. That's nice. I had basil in my old place for a little, like, little window mm, that's plant nice. and it act like from seeds to mm-hmm. i was able to use it for cooking but very sparingly because i was like it's so small you know yeah. what i mean but yeah i'd like to become more of a plant person mm-hmm. there's plants on the balcony but definitely not my doing my mm. roommates are very good with them propagating yeah bringing to life i can't i've tried to propagate I have a friend, KJ, who is very good at all that shit and, like, just will bring me propagation. Same with my friend Alexander, who's also very good at that. I just, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. Exactly. That's... And I just, everybody can stay in their lane. Right. That's, that's how, the key to life, right? That's how society works. Yeah. Know what you're good at. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Or try new things. I mean... Within reason. Within reason. Yeah. So that you don't kill a plant. Yeah. Or a person. True. You gotta be careful. Not out there. everybody has to run for president. 
This is very true. Would you ever run for president? Maybe. I mean, (laughs) that was like a thing growing up. Like, when you're young and a political science major, everybody's like, oh, you're going to be president. And I'm like, I mean, who knows? At this point. Anybody can be. At this point, yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, Paris Hilton or somebody's (laughs) going to be president next. Like, it's kind of just. It's up, up for, for it's up for grabs, honestly. It really is. What state would you delete if you were president? Oh, we can't have this on recording. No, that's political suicide. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, I guess so. I would. As a joke, this is a joke. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the state with the least electors, Rhode Island. Oh, see, that's very political. I would have been like, I don't know, Kansas. It's literally in the middle of nowhere doing nothing. Like, except going, it's what, the gate to Oz? If you want to go to the Wizard of Oz, go to Kansas. Um, I mean, I'm sure Rhode Island is very pretty, but could Rhode Island not just be absorbed into? It's probably going to wash away within the next few years anyways. I mean, look at Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Jacksonville is going to be the new Miami. Oh, no. That's terrible. Making Georgia's going to be the new Jacksonville. <laughs> That's terrible. Don't like thinking of that. Would you... What's your favorite part about Florida? Um, I like all the nature. Okay. Um, I like there. going to the springs. Um, you know, I do like in Jacksonville... Like, you can kind of have whatever you want. If you want to live That's in an true. urban area, you can. If you... Want to live in the suburbs, you can. If you want to live at the beach, you can. You know, that's pretty nice. Um, don't really like the governor, um, but that's what it is. Um, yeah, I think that about sums it up. Yep, yeah. that's Florida. It's <laughs> um, the biggest mountains we have our landfills. So Yeah, uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, go Jags. Go Jags. Love them, I guess. I don't know. Jacksonville always used to be like this very far away place in my mind. Like I never thought it was close by. Like growing up, it mm-hmm. was just like, oh, Jacksonville is the first place that we can go to on a road trip to stop for the bathroom. Like oh. we drive up to New Jersey in the summers and it's like, we made it three hours. And then we'd stop at like, I don't know, one of the exits. and mm-hmm. So that, that's all Jacksonville was for a <laughs> while. And then I was like, I think I want to go to school there. Don't know what's there. They got a football team, right? And yeah, yeah football teams. Orlando doesn't have one. That's Orlando all I got to say about Orlando. And neither does Catch Miami. Catch up, Orlando. I don't know where people in Miami would play football. Yeah. But they've got soccer. Right? Yeah, they have like college football. Okay, yeah. I mean, Tampa has a, a team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, True. So I guess we got a couple Doesn't of... Miami oh, really wait, dolphins. Never yeah. mind, they do. I'm like, what? I feel like they do. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> I was do. Like, I, was going, I, was, I couldn't remember that. I feel like... Yeah. Damn. I was like, I'm, oh, a, um. <laughs> I'm a bad daughter for that. My dad interned for them as like a trainer, like a physical trainer that, when he was like after college, the year before I was born. The dolphins aren't very good. No, and, I think and that's neither why... are the jaguars. But the Jaguars are at least entertaining. They're entertaining. They have good colors. Like, I would wear teal and gold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, the Miami Dolphins, kind of garish. Like, it's like that. Like, it's still teal. But it's like, Miami. It, there you go. True. All right. 
segue into the next one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all the Miami listeners. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, hope you're having fun with Mr. Worldwide down there. Thoughts on Pitbull? Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't think about Pitbull. Um, he had a time. I feel like he had a time and a place, and like the musical lexicon. Um, I admire his grind. Yes. I admire his hustle. He is more wealthy than I'll ever be. Yeah. Um, and so he's. He's charted higher than I will ever chart. So, you know, really. So, Pitbull is who you have to live up to. Like, that, like, do you want to have the international acclaim that Pitbull does? Um, I feel like I'd be a really good famous person. Okay. I feel like I'd be good at it. Um, mostly because I think I would hate it. So, you'd be like, Pic- no pictures, please. Yeah. Paparazzi, I stop. feel like in the same way that, like... I'm trying to think, like, famous people who, like, are nonchalant about it and try to, like, be chill or whatever. Okay. Like, who, like, I'm trying, who are like, you thinking? Lord, for instance. Oh. Like, she's always like, ugh, but she loves it. You can tell she loves yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and just, just love it, you know, like. I love her. Um, I love that you included Loveless on the playlist. I can't think of words name, but that's yeah. one of my favorite lord songs that's a bon- that's song samples paul simon and phil collins no way like in the same like 10 second mark so the this is my tape this is my favorite tape is phil yeah, collins the- and that boom, boom, or that was um sorry this is my tape is paul simon and then the drum is phil the in the air tonight <gasps> phil collins drum i think reversed i did not know that yeah i read that i would like to say on wikipedia and um which is just so ballsy so incredibly ballsy she pulled it off amazingly. yeah no that's a great song great album her. if i didn't have to worry about professionalism i think i'd get knuckle tattoos of loveless for lord <laughs> i think that'd be a fun thing to do yeah. but she's iconic when did you start listening to lord um high school i okay. think i remember i was watching jimmy fallon this is such a distinct memory and um Vanessa Hudgens was the guest for whatever reason. Okay. And he asked her, like, what music she's listening to. And she had said, Lord. And she had just put out, like, the Love Club sort of EP. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll go listen to that. Um, and then I was hooked. Had the biggest crush on Lord since, like, high school. Yeah. Um, and uh, As most of us do. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I, was, I was a real day one. I was, uh, I was before Royal hit number one. Wow. But uh, not, to, not to gatekeep, but... <laughs> <laughs> not to gatekeep a number one single, but... Um, you said, I bet you didn't know this song. Yeah, I bet. It's kind of underground. Boom. <laughs> that was a really bad impression of the Royal's drum beat. Um, but yeah, I just always thought she was cool and um, she's cool a good writer yeah 
I think, uh, unfortunately, I started listening to her when Royals came out, but I had this friend in the eighth grade, she was like my best friend, and we were like at a sleepover once, and everyone was like, she was also the new girl, and they were like, you know who you look like? You look like Lord, and like, that's when I was like, who's Lord? And like, she d she really did, like she- I could see that. It was, and it was the Royals era Lord, so mm -hmm. like the big yeah. black hair, the like, the- yeah dark cherry lipstick, mm -hmm. the whole thing. So that is when I entered my Lord era. And nice. Yeah, loved her ever since. Didn't really listen to um, Solar Power until you mentioned I should listen to it again. Cause I, I don't know, like I listened through it once without paying attention and you're like, give it another try. So it was very nice, I did. I listened to it when it was like sunny out and blue skies. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I get why people don't like it, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be fair, I understand, um, but I think part of the issue is that like her previous two albums were like genre-defining albums, like there's pop music before and after Pure Heroine, like the whole radio sounded like Pure Heroine after Pure Heroine came out, and then like with melodrama, like... Greenlight. Gr yeah, yeah, but they like Flume and Melee and oh. like Jack Antonoff like sort of became popular producers. I mean, they were popular before, but... But that, then like, everybody wanted right, Jack, yeah. yeah. And so like that had a really big impact. Um, and so I get how it could have been a letdown, but I don't know if it's fair to always judge artists based on their previous work. Like I read yes. this AV Club review of the new Mitski album. Which was and, very different from previous. Yeah, and I enjoy it. Um, in some ways, I think it's weirder than her other work. In some ways, I don't. But um, there were, like, her previous work stands, like, above it or whatever. And I'm just like, just listen to it for what it is. You know, it's like every... No one stays the same for... Let artists evolve. Yeah, yeah. And, like, also, like, Minsky's, like, 30-something now. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or 20, getting there, because she has in one of her songs that she's 29 or something. Okay. But, you know, it's like, she's not gonna... Not make the same music as, like, a 23-year-old yeah, would. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, some artists get better, like Lana Del Rey has gotten better <laughs> with age, <laughs> um, in Aging, my opinion. Like, but, fine communion wine. Yeah, um, but... Other artists like Arcade Fire have got maybe gotten not as great. It kind of just depends. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair let enough. Let people be people. I'm not going to lie. It some Solar Power did sound a little bit like a tampon commercial song. I get that. Like, just a little It was bit. a weird single. If I would have been her representation, I probably would not have made that the single. Okay. But, um... But good for her. And yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I get it. That's the title track. Yeah. Um, I maybe would have gone like Fallen Fruit or something. Okay. I mean, it has a little more spice in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but that's okay. You know. It was a year where the sunshine was much needed. So yeah. good for her yeah. for doing that. Um, another famous. Okay. Celebrity that doesn't seem like a celebrity. Samin Nasrat. Like she's. The best. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested to see if he's going to do another Netflix thing. Series. Yeah. For those of you who don't know. Um, <laughs> We're not going to yeah, gatekeep her from She you. has um, a cookbook and show called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. She's a chef. Um, and 
uh, very good chef. Excellent chef. Makes very good lasagna. Um, <laughs> but breaks down food into like science, but that's so it's understandable yeah. for the average person. Yeah, uh, almost makes it like you don't need a recipe. Yes. Like you just kind of understand how everything works together. Yes. And that's very nice, makes it not so intimidating. Um, so just cook. She's great though. Yeah. If you do get the chance to watch her little series, you sh- it's only four parts. They're like an hour each. Yeah. And so. would you believe it if the episodes were broken down to salt, fat, acid, and heat? Would I believe it? Oh, would, would they believe? Be- oh. Would they, would they break, we're breaking the fourth wall. We really in many are. Ways. So many ways. It's excellent. Then yeah. you can go ahead and read those experiences in a physical book. Yeah. Then you can listen to those experiences in the podcast. <laughs> and then you can watch it on the Netflix. Yes. She's just, she's doing it all. Mm-hmm. Doing it all for all kinds of learners. Yeah. Yeah. But did you like, did you, were you a Food Network watcher, no. enjoyer? I used to like not be good at cooking. And I mean, the jury's kind of out on whether or not I'm good <laughs> at cooking. But I used to not enjoy cooking. Um, and then I think once the only thing I would do in a day would be like work and then cook because I was locked inside. Um, it became a bit more of a ritual. Oh, okay. Um, so newfound habit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got like the New York times cooking app and I kind of oh. was just like, let me see what's cracking. I like, I've always liked cooking for like parties and my friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Entertaining is very fun. Yeah. I was never much of like cook for myself and I'm still not because it's a lot of work, but it is. Um, I definitely, try to do it more nice okay so a little insight into this next part i was probably listening to a podcast it had to have been over a year ago it was like a food related podcast and they talked about this restaurant the gray and i saw on john's social media that he went to the gray for his birthday so i just had to ask him about his experience there it's in savannah um you can check it out but yeah here's here's his experience so I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for my birthday. Happy and belated. Thank, thank you. But, um, uh, such a nonchalant thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I was, uh, it was maybe a few months ago. And I was really just, I want to go to the Gray. I want to go to a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. You have to make a reservation pretty far in advance. Really? Um, I did anyway, but, um, my birthday is also Valentine's day weekend. So it's kind of, and so I like two months in advance made a reservation for the gray. Um, but it was really good. They sort of break it up into dirt, which is like the veggie course, um, sea, which seafood and then poultry pretty much. Um, and I'm vegetarian, so I only got the vegetarian courses. Um, but the first one was, well, first we got oysters cause I do like oysters. I was going to say, that's not vegetarian. Well, I see that a lot on the story. <laughs> the way I view it is that they're good for the environment. They filter water. They don't really have a central nervous system. I kind of like let it slide. Okay. Um, and like, honestly, I'm not holding anyone to anything. No, no, no. But I'm not really a vegetarian because I care about the animal. As bad as that might sound, I'm much more a vegetarian for the sustainability of it. But um, So anyway, we got 
six oysters, two from Massachusetts, two from Georgia. Oh, two they were from sourced from different places. Yes. The Massachusetts ones tasted the best. The Georgia ones were really salty. Um, the Washington ones, I did not like. They're very small, hmm. which I thought would be like not the flip. Yeah, right, I thought, right. but um, those were good. And then my first course was whipped feta with <gasps> blanched beets, walnuts, um, green mix, micro like, green microgreens, kind of things. and then like this apple vinaigrette. And that was really good. And I'm not a big beet person. Really? Because to me it tastes like dirt. But whatever they had like prepared them with was really good. Um, My second course was sweet potato. Delicious. With quinoa, more microgreen, whatever, and like an apple chutney. That was okay. I'm not a big sweet potato person. Oh, okay. Fair Um, enough. I'm a normal potato <laughs> stand, but that's all right. Um, that was good. And then my third course was this squash. Like the delicata squash where like the rind is still on it too, or? No, it was like they had, how do I say this? They had ground it up kind of and like put it into a patty form and then they had grilled it. Oh, wow. And then... There was like a coconut curry sauce underneath it, and it was really good. I liked that a lot, Um, and I'm not a big coconut person either, Um, and that's the one thing I will say is that you, I mean, granted, I was limited to just what I could eat, but it's pre-fixed, so you can't really like, Like it's not a big menu to choose from. There's um, nine choices. Right. and then drank champagne all night. Um, <laughs> and then they brought me this little whipped meringue wishbone that I could break in half for my birthday. Oh, and how that cute. Was... Oh, so like the, not the candy meringue, but like when people like pipe it and make mm-hmm. shapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they made that into a wishbone. That's very yeah. cute. Um, but the vibe was immaculate. It was like as if I had picked the playlist. Wow. Full of male manipulator music like Father John Misty. They played that? Yeah. The Grey? Yes. Oh. Oh. Um, But it was really good. It's the experience. Yeah, I did have to drive two hours back and forth. So you went only for the Grey? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, We we had gotten there uh, maybe around lunchtime and we just drank the whole day. I went thrifting. I got this like Amtrak t-shirt from the 90s. Very which nice. Is my favorite mode of transportation. And then oh. um, then we just pretty much went to the gray and then drove home. Nice. So, yeah. you know. But I mean, it was worth it. I would definitely do it again. They have a good happy hour menu. Happy hour menu is much more affordable. Well, this is a question that I ask all the guests on the show that I do have to ask you. Because I, honestly, I don't think it's come up in conversation before ever. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, Superman. <gasps> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, that's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Why? It's just... So, let me <laughs> let me say this. <laughs> um, do I get it every time? No. Because okay. to get... It's a commitment to the blue tongue, yes. to the sugar high. Yes. 
Like, I'm much more... A, I don't really eat a whole lot of dairy. So, like, I typically am, like, a lemon sorbet or whatever. But, like, if I want some sort of, like, nostalgia trip, I'm going, like, Superman with, like, marshmallows in it. Like... The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. And then I'm going to, like, vibrate for an hour (laughs) and then fall right asleep. What's the best Superman ice cream you've had? Kill wins. I just lost a bunch of... All the class and credit I had from going to the gray has been diminished. It just doesn't matter now because... Does Kilwin Superman the, the ice cream? The Kilwin Superman ice cream. I used to work at a Kilwin's. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. Was it the one at the town center? When I lived in Vero. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was this little, like, right across the street from the beach. Um, and Superman was the worst to scoop. Because, like, there was one day I was, like, elbow deep in that Superman ice cream. I came home. My mom's like, you've got it behind your neck. Like, how'd it get there? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I don't like a chocolate type of sweetness. Okay. It's just, the richness is just... Fair, I'd fair. just rather have the pure sugar. <laughs> That's, you know, you really learn so much about a person by asking them their favorite ice Yeah, cream people, flavor. I'll say this, like, sometimes they ask people their read on me, and they're it's like... not Superman ice cream. Right, they, they're like hipster pretentious whatever and it's like i love cracker barrel and like wait you're superman a, ice cream like you're a i'm a cracker barrel fan too i love dumplings what's the chicken and dumplings yeah Is but you can old? get a side of dumplings yes with chicken i yeah. know and it's so good veggie plate triple dumplings but- <laughs> and so like biscuits or cornbread biscuits duh okay what's with marmalade marmalade Perfect. Okay. Wow. You just redeemed yourself from the Superman ice cream. I'll maybe I'll get some on the way home. It's like you have to like go <laughs> off like ninety five south. Ask them if they know Curtis though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um. I don't know. That tasted like Dots candy to me. The Superman ice cream from Kelwin's. I don't know if I've ever had Dots. They're gross. Are those like no the offense. gumdrops? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. They just. But at least you, like, put marshmallow. I feel like that's fair, because you're just doing sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah. Or, like, M&M's, but my mom wouldn't let me get M&M's and ice cream growing up, because she thought it would hurt my teeth. Fair. I think that's, like, kind of what moms have to do sometimes. Debbie. <laughs> so, favorite ice cream is Superman. Favorite... Oh, musicians. Back to music real quick. Okay. Sorry. Who are, like, some of your musical inspirations? Um... Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. to her Spotify availability. Yeah, it's been really hard for me. Uh, <laughs> do have most of them on vinyl, though. So there's Ooh, that. Nice. <laughs> but, I mean, it has been rough. I, for a second, I was like, do I switch to Apple Music? But I just can't do that. Um, <laughs> you have dignity. Yeah, yeah. Vampire Weekend. Oh, okay. Um, Jenny Lewis, who recently opened for Harry Styles. Nice. Um, Beach House. Kate Bush. Um, I, I debate saying Phil Collins because so much Phil Collins music has dated so poorly. Because yeah, of the mean. horns. But um, if that's what you like, that's what yeah, you like. Yeah, Phil Collins without the horns. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we'll ignore the fact that he's a Republican. Um, and then 
Yeah, I guess people like that. Very nice. Lord, I suppose. I like her. She's fun. Um, Beach House. Well. Did I ever say that? Yeah, I don't know. that's okay. okay. Reemphasized it. New album tied at midnight from Beach House. Oh, that's tonight. Mm-hmm. God, I'll stay up, I guess, to listen to it. Probably not. I'll just yeah. wait till tomorrow. We can edit that out because yeah. it will have already been out by the time it goes All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing about Wall of Sound, music, food, all that. Yeah. You want to tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube, I guess. Just wherever you <laughs> stream, I think it's there. Um and I'm on Instagram, it's just my name. Twitter is also just my name. Um, playing a show March 5th at The Walrus with Pastel Palms. Very excited about that. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Indie Popsicle. You can go find John's music wherever you listen to your music. Don't forget to check out that show at The Walrus if you're listening to this before March 5th. And you can find me on Instagram at the I-N-D-I-E Popsicle. If you want added bonus behind the scenes content, check out my TikTok, which is also the Indie Popsicle. Or if you just want to listen to some more episodes, uh, subscribe on Spotify. Thanks so much and have a good one.